Japanese Journal, a show about tracking my journey of a year of learning Japanese with video games. This is the first full month in review. Last episode, we outlined a lot of like my goals for study, and now I have a chance to check in and just see how things are going. So, my goals. I wanted to hit an average amount of time each day for all my categories. Let's go down the list. My goal for listening to Japanese audio was 20 minutes a day, and I did on average 35 minutes a day. That is quite a step above. My goal just for studying mostly like flashcards and stuff like that was an hour a day. And I did an hour and one minute, specifically an hour, one minute and 44 seconds average a day. So barely skirted that one. Uh, my goal for watching Japanese media, such as like anime or YouTube, uh, was 20 minutes a day. And I did 28 minutes for average. My goal for reading in Japanese, as in like light novels or manga, is 15 minutes a day. And I did 15 minutes and 31 seconds average. Barely made that one as well. And my goal for playing video games was an hour and five minutes a day. And I did an hour and eight minutes average per day. So I managed to hit all my goals barely. Before we get into like the meat of this episode, I wanted to talk about something I skipped over in my intro episode. I don't think I ever mentioned the uh, Todoku method. The Todoku method was originally developed by... Makoto Suzuki, he's a foreign language professor from the University of Niigata in Japan. Uh, the Todoku method is a language acquisition method, excuse me, my language, focused on primarily reading, but I feel like it can apply to any medium. Uh, from my understanding, the basis of Todoku is to read a lot and enjoy what you read. Through exposure, you can learn more and more, and then you can understand and read more and more. So you create kind of like a loop of your skills improving while you get to do what you enjoy. So Taduko has four golden rules that they kind of highlight. Rule number one is to choose very easy books that you can enjoy without translating. Uh, this is a very important rule. I make a major effort to find media that I will enjoy, even if it is slightly incomprehensible to me an example of this is like i picked up uh the full metal Al alchemist manga and i quickly put it right back down i love the anime growing up and i thought it would be an easy or at least fun read but the dialogue is actually very difficult especially the vocab as they use like military ranks chemical names and some very long strings of kanji that i could not i could not parse these are like four character long kanji altogether i wasn't having fun reading it even though i really wanted to so i dropped it and i'll just try coming back to it later i'll stick to something easier for now an example of this in like video games is tactics ogre reborn i really enjoy the game but the dialogue sections are really long and kind of strenuous for me to get through i like it i enjoy like tears of the kingdom much better because it's a lot more direct uh, they usually have more going on on screen for context. And it isn't that I don't want to play Tactics Ogre, but currently it's not enjoyable. And I need something easier. Uh, rule number two, look at pictures carefully. They will help with understanding and make you want to read more. I love this rule. 
One of the major internal struggles I face when consuming any Japanese media is the question of, do I actually comprehend the language? Like, am I understanding this? Or am I just putting everything together from the context? Well, I, I don't know how much value there is even investigating this question, because it's like, if you understand it, you understand it, even if it's mostly context and not the literal language that is being used to convey information. But I think it's going to bother me, but I'm just going to keep consuming more media. Uh, some media, such as like web novels or line novels, don't really have context besides the surrounding sentences. So if I am just kind of like predicting how, what, what's supposed to be happening instead of actually translating, in the end, I don't think it really matters as long as I can just keep going. Uh, and call back to rule one, it's easy and I'm enjoying myself. Rule three, don't use a dictionary. Looking up unknown words in a dictionary slows you and kills the joy of reading. Instead, let the pictures tell the story and keep on reading. Okay, this one's a hard rule for me to follow. Because I really want to understand everything. That's part of why I'm even bothering to learn Japanese. Is so I don't need to deal with another localization or translation from someone else. I want to be able to more than translate it myself. I want to understand it. But I have noticed that... If I'm not actively looking things up in a dictionary, I will kind of catalog an unknown word in my mind, especially if it keeps coming back up. Like I watch for it, and as the story continues, if it returns over and over again, uh, it might actually be more important. And if I still can't understand it from the context, at that point there's probably more and more context around it, so I could kind of use those clues to find the definition. But sometimes I cheat and I just look it up. Because honestly... Like, if, if I'm going to be seeing the word for train station, or I don't know, like uh, in Dragon Quest Treasures, I'm seeing the word for treasure hunting so often, but I didn't know the phrase, then I'm just going to look it up. And then I know it from then on, and you see it a thousand times, so I'm probably never going to forget uh, searching for or treasure. Okay, rule number four, skip over difficult words. This one's kind of also hard to stick to. Uh, phrases and passages, if the pictures don't help, don't hesitate to skip over difficult parts and keep on reading. If you overall enjoy the story, you don't have to understand every minor detail. Like I said in rule three, I want to understand. Like the last sentence is the key for me. You don't have to understand every minor detail. And that does feel counterintuitive as the whole purpose is for me to learn and not leave out these minor details that I really want to know. But having come to terms with this learning process so far, there are some things that I just let go by without fully understanding. Now, there are a lot of like kind of like sub rules listed that aren't too critical as these like big four ones. Uh, and they are if you're bored and struggling too much on a piece of media, drop it and pick something else up. I, I do this a lot. I spend a lot of time just trying to find something I really want to enjoy. Uh, next kind of tip is. There's value even in reading easy books or children's books. Now, I agree with this 100%. Like, I mean, I haven't finished or made it very far into my learning journey, but I'm getting the most out of like children's anime and children's manga than I am in anything else. So easy is what I need right now. Next tip is reading is supposed to be fun. And if it isn't, you might be doing it wrong. So this one's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting how literacy is often like stressed as being so important for children. You got to read to them when they're babies. 
They need to read throughout their whole school. It's better for the cognitive development. But uh, whenever I feel like when I was in school and I was actually like studying English language, it was always more of a focus on English grammar instead of really about enjoying reading. That's more of a American school system thing. Anyways, I use the Tadoku method for reading, gaming, listening, watching. That's the too long didn't read. Anyways, let's get to the meat. Let's get started with gaming. So gaming in Japanese. I surprisingly got quite a bit of feedback from my last episode, and I wanted to touch on it here. A supporter of the pod, Hopple, added us on X and wished me luck on my quest. Thank you, Hopple. He also wanted to go into detail about how he has treaded the same path of grinding out Japanese games. He even posted a screenshot of his setup for gaming. He has one of the Yakuza series running on like a TV in the background with an iPad mounted to a tripod running Google Lens. And this is a pretty ingenious setup. I've used Google Lens before and used it for translation in the past. It's very powerful, but there are a few hangups that will lead me away from using something like this. Number one, like the Google Lens doesn't always understand stylized fonts. An example of this would be whenever I was first starting out using Google Lens to help me through Pokemon Scarlet, and the lens would often misread the font, so I was better off just like hand typing the kanji myself, which took a long time and took me away from the game. So, not really worth it. Uh, issue number two is the Google Lens is tied to Google Translate, of course. And there may be other ways to do it, but that's how I was using it. And I don't really like, like, I don't want to say that it's bad, but it, it needs help. Google Translate does not do very well with Japanese, especially when I only really need one word translated. And I'm hoping to get, like, multiple multiple definitions for this one word. Because in this context, it can mean something completely different but I really just need this one word translated. I don't need the whole sentence to be translated and then kind of localized by Google at the time because it'll try to translate all the text and sometimes it'll make mistakes because it doesn't know the speaker or the context. If it's a question like why they're saying this or how it's being said is a, is a big deal. So this is why I kind of prefer my current setup. I'm looking to do just mostly raw like Sudoku playthrough of a game. Like, I'll do lookups if it has, like, Furigana, or otherwise I might take note of unknown words and then just guess the meaning later on. Uh, this probably actually leads me to kind of overestimate my abilities, because I'm able to keep moving in the games at a good pace, even whenever I don't actually understand everything. But I understand enough to progress. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm well-versed or, like, you know, advanced, definitely not. But as a beginner, I'm able to progress. Uh, there are other methods that I've tried, but they are like overcomplicated and not worth it. Uh, one that I did try for a while was using a program called Game Detects. Game Detects runs on your PC and opens up a window to let you use like OCR or uh, things like optical character rec recognition. Uh, which, if you're unfamiliar, OCR is a way for computers to convert images to text or read text that's on like a flat image. That's not like a, a PDF with text embedded in it or whatever. Uh, there are a lot of things that use this, like Google Translate, but Game Detects is different, which it allows you to plug in the dictionary you want to use alongside its OCR. So I would use like Game Detects on a sentence, and if I was unsure, I could use the Japanese database, JPDB dictionary, to check unknown words because that's what I primarily use to study. And if I still would not comprehend the sentence, I then could either use the built-in translator in Game Detects or I could send it to something like ChatGPT to try to help me out. 
or take it to G Show, another website that can help with stuff like this. And at this point, I would then use Yomi-chan, which is a add-on for Chrome that lets you make Anki flashcards. All right, I feel like I'm going through a lot of terms. This is getting really overly complex, and I can make the flashcard, and then I could test myself on it later. Well, I think this setup is incredible. I don't really use it anymore because it isn't really possible in my current life. This setup requires me to sit at a computer, which is upstairs in my bedroom, but I spend a lot of time taking care of my youngest, who is a little over one and a half now. And I'm often, when I am at home, the chance to sit at a computer doesn't happen very often. Even finding the time to record this podcast was like, the baby's laying down for a nap right now, so I gotta get in here and record a quick 20 minutes. So instead, this makes like my Nintendo Switch much more valuable. My son likes, my son likes to spend a lot of time in every room of the house. He never wants to sit still. He even likes to go into the backyard. Uh, and being able to pick up the Switch and bring it with me is just, it's invaluable. Now, I hear you, dear listener. Why do, is he like, why don't you just play the games when he goes to sleep? Well, that's usually the only window I have to play games for gaming together, our main show. And with my co-op partner, Nave. And even then, it's hard for us to actually meet up and get our schedules to work when I'm not exhausted after working and then putting the baby down. And by then, it's like 9.40 and I'm like, oh man, I got work in the morning. So I wish I could use Game to Text more. I even have a capture card to get video from my Xbox or my Switch to my PC, but I'm going to have to wait till my son is older. We have a different setup. Now let's get into the actual games I played. So I finished my, my I think this is the second game. This is the first game. No, this is the first game. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I finished it in nine hours. It was pretty short. This is, yeah, this is my first game to finish in Japanese for my 12 month challenge. The game is fun. I originally played the Tomb Raider reboot a couple years back, so it was easy to slide back into this one. None of the mechanics have changed. Uh, but like I referenced before, I did worry that because of my pretty well-developed video game literacy, that I was able to fake my way through this game. And there's a chance I did. Uh, the game is pretty simple. None of the puzzles require any real reading or communication. If you can discern like the main goal or quest, which is usually written on your screen as well, then you can kind of just force your way through it. There was one point where I could not progress, though. The final boss is a helicopter that flies around an arena shooting you. The way to defeat it is by calling in a nearby catapult to launch explosive barrels into the air that you then shoot and blow up whenever it's next to the helicopter. Uh, this is explained to you in dialogue that they are yelling at you while you are dodging bullets from the helicopter, and I could not comprehend what I was supposed to do. I was even more confused because I thought you could shoot the helicopter down because it has two phases, and it does take damage from your explosive weapons. The problem is I ran out of explosive weapons and before we can be completely dead. And so I spent like, I don't know, half an hour just trying to guess what I was supposed to be doing. And I ended up just looking up a walkthrough and just seeing that they just shoot the barrels and just blows up the helicopter. So I guess if I was placed in a real life situation where I had to follow directions and shoot explosive barrels midair, I would probably fail to do what I was told and die. Uh, this game is full of readables, chock full of them, fully voiced text dumps. Like you can pick them up and just let them read to you. Uh, you'll pick up an ancient Roman scroll that'll be about a, a war with the cons or something. I don't know, I skipped 99% of these. Which feels kind of bad because I feel like this is most of the language in the whole game was in these readables. But if it matters, if I was playing this game in English, I would also skip them, probably. 
Altogether, I would not recommend this game to others beginning their Japanese journey. The game is pretty good. It's you know it's a solid like six or seven out of ten or whatever. But the story, the story seems simple based on what I could understand. But it felt like I was watching like a Tomb Raider anime. But to get the next cutscene to play, I had to murder like twenty dudes and climb a mountain, and then you just do that for eight hours on a loop. Next game I've been playing, Resident Evil Two. I was excited when this game popped up on Game Pass. I've been wanting to play for a very long time. About two years ago, I played through Resident Evil 3 Remake and loved it. Everyone talked about it and said that the Resident Evil 2 Remake was even better, Nave. I assumed that it had Japanese voices and subs, and I was not wrong. This game is actually not that hard to follow with my low skill level. There's a lot of people yelling simple commands or asking like direct questions like, Who is there? What's that? What's going on? That type of stuff. I was worried as I knew this game probably had a lot of readables just like Tomb Raider that I would struggle with them. Now it does have a lot of readables, but they're not as dense as the Tomb Raider ones. Most of the Tomb Raider ones are like historical documents or research papers, while the Resident Evil readables are mostly like office memos in the police station. And they often highlight critical information that's needed to complete the puzzles or open safes and get extra goodies, like they will highlight the text. So I might not understand all the text, but I can understand whenever it highlights third floor west office in like a series of three numbers. And I'm like, oh yeah. Or there's one in particular that I felt really smart in the beginning. Like there's a memo for new employees. And I couldn't understand much of the memo, but the game highlights uh, the critical info in this case, I guess meant like first initial of name was highlighted. Then I had to read all the desk nameplates to get a lock combination. So I was worried due to some of the obtuseness of Resident Evil puzzles that I would struggle, but they have been, they must have been dumbed down or something. The puzzles are not that bad. I was having no issue progressing until I hit a chess puzzle. This puzzle is like centered around placing chess pieces on panels in relation to one another. You get a big text stump explaining how they should be placed with like directional language that stumped me for like 10 minutes. The clearest one is something like the queen is in front of the rook. But that one, like I, I confirmed, I was just able to brute force the other ones because the other ones were like the the rook is on the same uh, team as the king, but the king is against the pawn. And the way the tiles were set up, I could not understand what it wanted, but I was able to guess it. Currently, I only finished the Claire A story. I'm now working my way through Leon A, and I'll probably try to make this game my second clear this year. My next big game, Dragon Quest Treasures. I picked up this game because I really enjoyed Dragon Quest XI and I thought this little spinoff might be pretty good. This game kind of plays like a monster tamer game where you travel around collecting monsters to fight for you. You collect a monster and then you have to give them certain resources or food to join you. Once you get the monster gang together, you travel around treasure islands looking for seven dragon stones as you travel through different dragon train stations. The story is simple enough. The visuals are super cute. You build up your one treasure hunter or your own treasure hunter company, and then you go around recruiting more members for it. The language seems targeted at kids, and it uses a mix of like kanji and hiragana variations of words. Uh, there is some voice acting, but it's mostly text outside the major cutscenes. I didn't really struggle with the language in this game until I was trying to recruit the slime chef for my gang. She said she wanted something like a magic pig hat food dish, that was like my rough translation uh, nearby as in like 10 feet away there's the classic Dragon Quest monsters which is a witch hat on a wild pig I thought oh she wants me to get a food item from them so I tried robbing them 
They don't get food. I tried killing them from loot. Still nothing. I put the quest on the back burner for literal days because I could not figure out what you wanted. Finally, I caved and just like checked the walkthrough. But what you're supposed to do is you're, you need to recruit run, make sure it's not out on a mission. Uh, by the way, you send your extra critters out on missions like the old Assassin's Creed games. And there's like a chance of them to succeed and bring back more treasure. Anyways, you bring the pig to the slime and give it to her to butcher and eat. Then she joins you. And I guess that makes sense because that's what she was asking is she wanted magic pig hat food dish. But I did not understand what she wanted me to do. And I'm pretty sure the whole thing was an optional side quest, so it was just a waste of my time. Around the 17 hour mark, I noticed that I'm, I'm getting kind of weary of the game. There are long loading screens on the Switch with a lot of backtracking, retrain the same ground, limited fast travel. I guess it's supposed to be kind of like a grinding style game or one of those really long RPGs. I don't really, really look forward to playing this game as much. The How Long the Beat listed at 21 hours, and I'm at 17 now. And in my slow Japanese playthrough, it's probably going to take another 5 hours. And thinking about it just makes me tired. I do enjoy completing games, just at all. So despite not super enjoying this anymore, I think I'll just push through to the end. Now there are a few games that didn't work out. I tried a few of these titles, but for one reason, I'm not continuing them. Sea of Stars and Iudian Chronicle Rising? Iudian? I don't remember the title. I had issues with the fonts on these two. One of them, I think it's Sea of Stars, has like a classic pixelized classic video font video game font which is kind of hard for me to read the other one has a really fancy stylized font that looks like almost cursive i guess uh these are not impossible to read but as a beginner i think i'm struggling too much to recognize words that i know that i'm gonna stick to more standard formats or fonts and i'll just wait to deal with fonts like this for now i, I give up i feel like i could use it i don't know in a while whenever i come back I had an issue earlier on, I started Coffee Talk, which also had a pixel-based font that really messed me up. Another one, Rune Factory 4 Special, didn't really work out for me. I started this game on PC, and I'm like, oh, this looks great. Uh, but sadly, the Xbox version, I could not get it to install in Japanese. Even, I think, I even sent my console to J uh, Japan as a region, and it still would not install the Japanese version. And I even... Uh, it's tried. There's no way to change the language in game either. I find this really annoying. This, this is a problem in a lot of games. For example, like the Yakuza series doesn't have a language option in the game, but you can change it by changing your system language. This is easy to do on PC, but just unaccessible on Xbox. Uh, I've already done this on my Switch though. Like I use my Switch and I switched it all to Japanese, and almost every game is now Japanese when I started up. There are a couple exceptions, which is really strange. Like my Dragon Quest Builder games, 1 and 2, both of them do not seem to have Japanese as a uh, like language option, which I find incredibly annoying. I also have uh, Fatal Frame. That one also does not have Japanese as an option, even with the system set to Japanese. I made me really angry, actually, because I really wanted to play a horror game in Japanese, and that's what I was looking for with Fatal Frame. Anyways, my goal this month for was an hour and five minutes in gaming, and I beat that with an hour and eight minutes. Uh, and that was still kind of close, but this next month I think I can push a little bit more. I'm going to aim for an hour and 15 minutes. That's 10 more minutes. Dear listener, I know you might be thinking, he's only going for 10 minutes more? Well, let me tell you, it's really hard to find the time to game, let alone gaming just in Japanese. So an hour and 15 minutes 
for February is going to be a total of like 35 hours of gaming altogether. And I feel like that's a lot, but that's my goal. Now studying. So once again, my big ones, uh, the Japanese database, JPDB. Uh, this last month, I put another large chunk of time on JPDB, focusing on the vocab deck for a uh, priestess. No, the bear does it. A separate world purification journey with a cute and fluffy bear. Uh, last month, I ended up covering about 77%, or I'm seeing a 77% coverage. And now I'm all the way up to 80%. Uh, this is kind of interesting since I look at the deck and I've spent like about 14 hours this month specifically working on this deck and have such a small improvement in coverage. Uh, there, there, it's weird because there's like a loss of return when you're studying a deck based on frequency. Like just by learning the word for bear in the beginning, I gain like 10% coverage because every other sentence is has the word bear in it. Because in the book, there's a bear character named Cookie who uses it as a catchphrase, like Pokemon saying their own name. She'll say a sentence, and then it'll end in bear. So I'm starting to reach vocab terms that occur less than 10 times across the whole novel, and so they're less valued in the metrics. I've seen other people talking on saying that like 90% is kind of like the diminishing return limit, where there's no point to continue the deck. At that point, you need to move on to something else that will give you more valuable words. I'll probably stay with this deck until I finish reading the web novel, and then I'll switch to whatever I'm working on next. Next up is Renshu. Renshu has been another major study thing that has returned from last month. I've been grinding as much as I can on it. I've already finished the N5 vocab deck, and I'm currently working on the N4 and N3 at the same time. I wouldn't recommend splitting decks like this, but I have a lot of study time to spend in Anki and JPDB. So right now I'm trying to just like weed out words that I already know from these other systems, also in Rinchu. Uh, Rinchu is really more of like a fire hose trying to blast as many terms in kanji at me as I can. So I get a lot wrong, actually. The average from my reviews is around 70% correct, which I feel like isn't too bad, because like that's just showing that like all the easy words are getting pulled out really quickly, and I'm, I'm getting you know, 7 out of 10 correct. That's, that's pretty good. My overall study goal has been an hour a day, and I hit it an hour and one minute. This one was close because I almost didn't make it. Like, I had to study a lot more the last week just to get my average up because I was I was falling behind, dear listener. But my next goal is I'm just going to go it up slightly. I'm going to go for an hour and five minutes. That's only five minutes more a day. That is a lot of time. That's like two hours and 20 minutes through the whole month. And it feels like a lot, but I'm going to try and get it. I think it should be doable. So as for reading... Uh, priestess, no, the bear does it. A separate world purification journey with a cute and fluffy bear. I'm continuing reading it. Uh, I really wanted to return this episode and claim that I finished the whole novel or something like that. But it turns out finding time to read this is also difficult. So I'm going to keep on that. I don't even know if I'm going to finish it this month, but I'll try to get a couple more chapters in at least. Next up, uh, Freyrin Beyond Journey's End. Uh, this series is really popular right now. I picked it up after Nave, my podcast partner, recommended the anime. So I'm digitally reading it, uh, and I'm trying to do as few lookups as possible. But I don't think my current skills are enough to make this painless enough for me to keep going. Uh, I can kind of keep up with the illustrations, which you know is pretty good, but I want to understand more of it than I'm actually doing. So I'll, I'll probably finish up Volume 1, and I'll put it on the shelf for a few months until I get it better. And I'll also probably start over again. I also picked up the Pokemon manga, and this is actually, it's feeling more difficult than Freyrin. 
often the characters when they're speaking they're like children and they don't use kanji like i would expect them to do they're using a lot of hiragana or a lot of just like noises that i don't understand i guess words i don't understand uh, and often they just leave out the kanji writing uh, i know there's a lot of words that are commonly written in kana without the kanji but it, it messes me up quite a bit because I've, i spent a lot of time studying the kanji and for me to not being able to use kanji as a crutch to read a children's manga is kind of tough. Next up, uh, Yatsubato! Exclamation point. So Yatsuba is a very popular recommendation on the Japanese learning subreddit. At least once a week, someone is asking, what should I start reading manga with? And everyone just says Yatsuba is the popular answer. And as a contrarian, I refused. I would not read Yatsuba. Anyways, this month I read the first volume of Yatsuba that covered the first seven chapters and loved it. Yatsuba is a young and energetic girl who moves to a new neighborhood with her dad. That's it. The comic follows her silly adventures. I can see why this is recommended so much. The stories are easy to follow with pictures alone, and the dialogue is often explained in the story as like the adults are trying to teach Yatsuba something. Uh, it's interesting that all in Yatsuba's speech bubbles, they're in kana only while the adults use kanji when they talk. So I'm pretty terrible at reading kan kana without any kanji, but this was kind of alleviated compared to Pokemon because the adults would often repeat what Yotsuba said with full kanji, and there's fewer gana, so I'm able to actually like counterbalance her bubbles against their bubbles to turn her kana into kanji to understand what she's saying. But this is a big recommendation from me now. And I guess the Japanese learning subreddit. So my goal for reading this month was only 15 minutes a day. And oof, I hit 15 minutes and 30 seconds, 31 seconds average. That was really close. I was super behind like halfway through the month. And that's whenever I started reading Yatsuba and I just started catching back up. So my new goal is going to be 17 minutes because with how hard 15 minutes was to hit, I don't want to push things too hard. But 17 minutes a day is probably manageable. I could probably do that. How, how it could be. Next up, watching Japanese media. This this month, I started Teasing Master Takagi-san. And this series is incredible. It's like a romance comedy between two middle schoolers. I watched it on Netflix and they only have like season two. And it only had, but it does have full subtitles on Netflix, which I really appreciate. And this is like the first anime I've ever watched where I realized I could kind of actually understand what they were talking about. And this is just incredibly game changing for me. And the next up is like Little Witch Academia. I'm really enjoying the show. The characters are like really expressive and colorful. And I think that helps me understand what they're saying. Much like Teasing Master Takagi-san, which I finished, I'm actually able to kind of keep up with this. And this has become my main show. The only thing I struggle with is like when they talk about magic spells and the details surrounding them. Sometimes I'll get kind of lost when they're trying to explain to the main character, Akko, how to do something magical. Uh, but there's not much of a problem because the show just keeps moving at a pretty good speed. My watching goal was like an easy 20 minutes, which is like less than an episode a day. It's not hard to hit at all. My next goal is going to be like 25 minutes. I think I could probably do more, but I don't think it would be super beneficial at this point in my studies. I spend a lot of time looking for comprehensible content, so it can be really hard to find something that I can stick with and understand, so keeping my required goal lower will, will not make it, me feel pressured to look for more material so I can just follow a little show like Little Witch Academia instead of having to binge through it listening 
Now, Nihongo Kontepe. This is my big one. It's great. But I'm starting to run out of apps of his beginner podcast. So I'm going to start hitting his other shows or just other shows in general. My target was only 20 minutes a day. And I hit like 35 minutes a day. And almost 20 hours total in the last month. And I think that much like watching Japanese, that doing it more might not actually give me that much benefit with my current skill level. Uh, This month, I don't think I was really pushing myself to achieve that 35 minutes a day. So I'm going to try to push myself a little bit with the next one. My new goal will be 40 average minutes a day. Uh, Most days, I don't know if I'll be able to hit the full 40, but I should be able to make a lost time on the weekend or something. I'll just put on a podcast while I'm cleaning or something. So kind of just reflecting on this last month. Um, Jana, my wife, took me to a half-price bookstore in this in town this month. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to look at the manga they had and see if I wanted to try like reading something physical in Japanese. And I was more surprised to see that they had a full like foreign language section with a small shelf for Japanese language books. And the selection was not great, though. They had Japanese versions of the Jason Bourne series and Game of Thrones, but both felt too advanced for me whenever I flipped through them, combined with I don't really care about either of those, so I put them back. There was like three random volumes of manga about like a girl and her dog, but there was chapters like 25 through 28, which I felt might be a little deep in the series for me just to pick it up. So I didn't actually find anything I wanted, but it was inspiring to find Japanese literature in Texas. Anyways, I think I've gone on long enough this episode. I have another full month of Japanese learning to get to. So thanks for joining me this week. See ya!